0: I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you.
1: We love you, Claude! This is Claude! You Mexican, is You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. I'd appreciate it if
0: we would use the term biblical. It's crema mom, yeah, my mom,
1: yeah, my mom, yeah! Put your cream on tacos and it's hot in the road.
0: Hell yeah, mojono! Rather
2: than just using the word before What's going on mi gente? Welcome back to another episode of For Christy Cultura. Yo soy your friendly neighborhood co-host, Jonathan Gonzalez. Welcome back to Parte numero 3 of my story, God's Fingerprints. Super excited about this. Um, if you have not noticed, the audio quality is probably shot out because we broke our mixer. I know. I know. Sad story. But the audio quality for the conversation is pre-recorded, so that's good. So thank you guys for rocking with us. If you have not listened to part one, part two, go back. If you have not listened to Sway story, Kado's story, go back. Listen to it. Super dope series. Excited for next week. We got some coming. Stay on your social medias. We got some coming. And uh, yeah, for Crazy Cultura. Peace.
1: You messed up. You messed up. (laughs) You're freaking stupid. Like, you know, they're just, you know, talking crap. You're, you know, blah, 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 this and that. They're like, we're not going to, we're not going to show you mercy. We're calling ICE. And they did, bro. So right when I pulled up to the county jail, I had an ICE hold right away. And, uh, and uh, this comes into the, the, the next part of my life where I'm incarcerated now so i'm incarcerated because i did that first crime right i got beat up and i got charged these dudes freaking charged me for getting jumped because i didn't start the fight i whatever i got jumped and they knew i got jumped and i didn't know this then until later that they freaking falsely wrote a false statement about me and 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 they like my so I got jumped. So they twisted up the whole story, made it seem like I was some kind of, like, initiator, that I did this, that I did that, like, blah, blah, blah. My second arrest, they did the same thing. They, they lied. They freaking exaggerated. They, did, they told me that I had, like, assault with a deadly weapon because of my backpack, like, all this stuff. And, and I had to pay for my crimes. So I, I, I did 30 days in, in county jail. I go into the tank. I go. I go into. I go in there, and I know. Like I call my mom, and I, I just made two and two together. There's no way they knew where I was at, and I knew my mom gave me up. So I call my mom, and I told her, and I just started like cussing at her. And started telling her, and she did. It was her. That's how. That's how they knew that that I was on the bus. Hmm. My. Um, and I don't think she did it willingly, or maybe she did. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe you know the same tricks that they were using with me, they used with her, and they got something out of her. And so I was mad, but I wasn't scared. One of the things that you know, being a gang member, you're always you're taught like you're gonna you're gonna end up in you either end up dead or you're gonna end up in prison for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I knew what was coming. Um, I knew it. You
0: mentally prepared for it already. I was mentally,
1: I knew I knew what to do. I was I was I was ready. And you know what? Even though I was scared because because of this ice thing, but I knew I had to be hard. And I was excited at the same time. I was excited because I always wanted to go get locked up, bro. That was like you know gang life. That's mm-hmm. like there's levels, and like if you're incarcerated, bro, that puts you in like this different level. a different mm-hmm. status. Wait, come on, you OG. Yeah, like, so mm-hmm. So even though I was scared, like, I was excited because right. I said to myself when I was young, my goal in life was to, to get life in prison. That's That was my goal. I wanted to get life in prison because I wanted to earn stripes for my neighborhood. I wanted to earn stripes for the homies. I wanted to be something. I wanted to be, if if being a gang member meant like being a part of the street gang then i also had to be a part of the prison gang that we fell under so i, I get locked up i do my 30 days again i don't feel like i fit fit in because it was weird to me it was one thing if you guys don't know about prison or prison politics i'm gonna tell you something so in the streets gang members beef it right they kill each other they do whatever they do Reno, like I said before, there's only one Norteño gang. And that's the people who we beef with. We beef with Bloods. We beef with... There's not there's no really Cribs. There is one like, big Crip gang. They're Tongans and Samoans, like Islanders. But all the gangs in the city are all Sureño hoods. All of them. So, so the way it works here is that we kill each other. We fight each other. We don't fight other "Quote unquote, like big gangs, you know. There's no North Daniels. So we 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 kill each other. Like we fight each other. Um, it's just sets, neighborhoods, beef it, names, you know. Mm. Oh, Acronyms. the same people, but in different neighborhoods. Yes, we wow. all okay. beef it. My game was one ways. We 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 only cared about us. And if you were other, another neighborhood, then we had beef. If we didn't have beef, we we're gonna start beef. So we were, we weren't gonna get along with nobody. And at the same time, that was hypocritical because we did get along with people. But as much as we we we, we could, we, we didn't get along. Anyways, so when you get in there, you got to get along with everybody mm-hmm. because you're all Sureños and mm-hmm. that street gang stuff doesn't fly inside. So it doesn't matter if the homeboy killed your friend, you got to get along with him or... Not even get along, but you gotta be and sit and be around this dude because you guys all fall under the umbrella of you know of of this organization. And that was hard for me because I was in there with people that I didn't like, people that are this me in my Mm -hmm. hood and and I I could like I couldn't I couldn't do it. Like I like I lived in the streets Knowing that it was on site with these people, that I hated these kids, that I, whatever. I just couldn't sit there with them because of all this baggage that I had coming in. And they checked me, you know, they're like, bro, you know, that's what, whatever he did to you, whatever they do, you know, this doesn't fly here. We're all homies. We're all one. We're all, you know, we gotta, we gotta roll with each other. That's how it is. Like, you're not the only one. But that was just a struggle for me. That was a struggle for me. And uh, one of the things that I learned in there is that that's one of the things that I knew that it was like part of my language but everything was bullshit because this, the, the the street code at the end of the day when you're locked up you gotta get along and you gotta eat with them so no matter what mm. they did like you might not like them but you gotta you gotta they got, they're got your own
2: mm.
1: and you gotta fall in line then something that solidified that is when this dude from there's this gang over here called TJ it's Tijuana Tijuana TJ and 18th Street. And they get they they beef it. And there was two older OGs locked up where I was at. And they came up to me and they, you know, they asked me to check my paperwork all to see if I was good or clean. And then they're like, they told me, you know, I was young, I was 18. And they told me, bro, you don't want to be here. Like, whatever you did, bro, go back outside and freaking live your life. Cause you don't want this life. And they told me, like, bro, look, check this out. Like, this dude's from 18th Street and i'm from tj and he's my celly he's like just think about that like my little homies are out here killing his little homies and i'm over here sharing meal with him
3: So that's probably huge for like gang like just gang life just because you have to be so loyal to your group and then you get in there and then you have to like be friends with the ones that you were like against outside
1: So in my head, shattering so your idea of like this gang yep, shattered everything, and, and 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 it was crazy because I knew that I knew it because we're brought up and we we knew, but then until I experienced it and I saw it and I had to sit with people and be okay with people, it didn't fly with me. It, it didn't just sit with me right. So so fast forward, I after this, I'm this, enjoying your story. After this time that I did for the crimes that I was doing. I had to face the music and I knew what the OGs told me that, you know, get out and live your life. I knew that couldn't be me because I had to, I wasn't getting out. So either, I was, a couple of things were going to happen. Number one, I was either going to do some and stay there and live my dream as, as, you know, being the ultimate gangster. Yeah. And doing life for this. I was going to do that or I was going to get deported. But there was no, mm-hmm. I was not coming back to the streets. And you know what sucked the most? That this, you know, I, I was having a baby, whatever, mm-hmm. this whole thing was happening. I was not going to see my baby mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure if, because I would have got deported or something. I, w- I was more than likely going to get deported because I'm a gang member. Nobody likes gang members immigration hates gang members and my paperwork mm. my crimes every time i got arrested i was on gang fault every like like i said i wasn't the ki- the biggest killer but i was it i was that i was involved like i was me and my record shows it and yeah some of it is exaggerated because the cops did that but that was me mm-hmm. and so i was gonna have my baby and then the same week that i got locked up was the same week of my graduation, my high school graduation. So I didn't mm. get to walk. Wow. I, did not, I didn't get to walk. Gosh. So, so I was stressing, you know, going through it. They put me in a Norteño unit. Like I said before, Norteños are rivals. They're the other group. So we might beef in the street with our own, but the ultimate enemy are, are them. So they put me in the Norteño unit, and I don't know if they did that to freaking, I don't know, I don't know, I can't, I don't know what happened. But I was there, and I and I was a youngster, so, I, you know, you have to freaking, you know, whatever, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. So this white boy that I was locked up with, he 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 was stressing, and he's like, bro, what do you mean you're a Sureño? Like, bro, there's no Sureños here, because like, I told him, like, where's the homies at? He's like, bro, there's no homies here. He's like you. You know. You know where you are. You're in a Norteno unit. You are. You're not gonna like find anybody of your kind here. So that I had these Nortenos coming to, to my window, to my cell door when they were on 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 free or tier time, and they were knocking on my door like taunting me and telling me, "Watch when you get out." Blah blah blah. You freaking. You know. Call me derogatory what? names. And I was. I was with it. I was a freaking gangster. So I was like, whatever. You know. I'm throwing up my hood. Blah blah blah. You know. Like Southside. Whatever. but This and that. And and I, I, you know, by the grace of God, I didn't say this to you guys before because I'm, you know, it's, it's hard for me. But I got involved into church, into a church called Victory Outreach when I was 16 years old. And I was really involved in it for like a good year. And I was on fire for God. That's when, that's when I think that the Lord taught me even more about who, who Jesus was, what, what a disciple meant, like what Christianity meant. I learned of that. And I, I became, like, a, a youth leader. Anyways, the old pastor came to visit me at, at, at one point in that in that unit. And the dude's like, bro, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. They put me here. He's like, you can't be in here. Like, they're going to freaking hurt you. They're going to kill you. They're going to do something to you. Like, you know, you're, you're a sureño and you're in, like, a norteño unit. And watch when... It was the same day. So this all happened the same day. So, you know, we're mm-hmm. locked down 23 hours. We only get one hour of tier time, outside time. So, so I'm, I'm there. He, he came to visit me. He prayed for me. And he's like, bro, I'm going to get you out of here. So the, by the grace of God, he talked to somebody in there. And they transferred mm-hmm. they tra- they transfer me units. They wow. transferred me somewhere. And when they transferred me, I went to the hole. So they transferred me for like three days in the hole. I don't know if that was on purpose or some transition thing or I don't know. I don't know what the hell that was about, but I went to the hole and it was that day, that Saturday that I was supposed to be graduating with Mm. my class and I was in the hole. Mm. And, you know, I was having a baby, about to get deported. I'm in the hole. I was in a freaking Norteño unit. I broke down. I broke down in that cell. Dark cell, I was in the hole. And I had a little window and it was right by, I could see the freeway and I remember like, I had some kind of track of time. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be out there graduating right now. Like I'm supposed to be walking with my class. Like what the heck? And so I started blaming God. And I started saying like, God, like what the, like, why do you do this to me? Like, I don't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. Like. You did this to me, like, look, like, you're supposed to take care of me. Look, all the things that you've prophesized over me. Everything you have promised me, you promised me to take care of me. Like, things you promised my mom. Like, I'm here in freaking jail. I'm about to get deported. I'm not going to see my son. Like, I didn't know, I, I don't know it was a son yet. But, like, where the hell are you? And I was just in tears and freaking going through it. I didn't, I'm so uncertain of my life. And I picked up a Bible and I was like like I know you're real I know you're real I know you I know you're real so speak to me tell me something like I'm freaking I don't know what to do I'm frustrated so I got the Bible and I'm like talk to me so I started flipping flipping through the scriptures and I would just open them I just opened the Bible and I would read the first sentence or whatever And I read the first thing, and it was like a psalm, and I don't know, it didn't, it wasn't like to my situation, so I started flipping again, like crying, frustrated, like dark, like barely like with this light, like looking at the scriptures. I put it down, and I landed somewhere in Isaiah, I don't even remember, but when I landed in Isaiah, I started reading, and I know this, this, this is like out of context, and you know, th- this was talking to a certain people, a certain group. But Isaiah, t- the but the Lord told the Israelites something in this passage. The Lord, because they were in exile, they were in exile, and they wanted to be in the Promised Land, and and they were a captive. And God promised the Israelites that He would bring them back to the Promised Land. That he had not forgotten about them, no matter where situation that they were in, that he would not forget the promises that he' gave to Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and Jacob, that he was going to be faithful to his, his fa- the, their fathers, and that he was going to bring them back to the home to their home. Mm-hmm. Bro, like I can't quote it verse by verse, but it was something like that. But when I read that, it was just like, bro, like I felt like this room was so dark. But when I read that, when I read those words, I felt like God was talking to me, bro. Mm. I felt like God was promising me that he would take care of me. And that he would bring me back Mm. to the place that I got exiled from. Like Mm. crying, bro. I'm freaking crying. I'm reading this and I felt convicted. I felt like this thing in my heart. And I'm like, God, you're speaking to me like you're real, like. Like you're promising I felt like he was promising me that Wow And the room Like It was so dark But I felt like the room lit up And I just When I was reading the scriptures I felt like there was like a Like a Like a bright light Coming down on me And I was like While I was reading And I was just in tears And 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 I And while that happened I told God this I told him Like God I know you're real And like you're promising me this, but I can't serve you. I can't serve you in here. I can't do it. I can't be a Christian in here. Like I can't. I can't change my life for you. Like I can't do this for you. And I was like, it's it's hard. It's one thing being a Christian in the street, but it's 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 it's, it's different being a Christian in in jail. Everybody's yeah. a Christian in jail. So I told him, I'm not gonna do that. I was like, I know you promise. Like, like again, I used to pray and tell God when I was about to do stupid stuff. I was pray and ask for His help. I did the same thing. I was like, look, I know what I'm doing. I'm, what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm not gonna stop doing it. I just pray for You to help me survive it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told Him I wasn't gonna serve Him. I wasn't gonna do nothing. And um, I got sent to Arizona.
4: Generated at heart Was blind as an adolescent So I played in the dark He's the flint so I'm able to spark The ember for the all-consuming fire Penetrating the heart nigga. I lived a worthless life On the turf with the worst of the thirsty type Dirty sight Blurred by the serpent's bite Till he hit me with a burst of
1: there I saw the kids, the kids in cages, like everybody talks about. There I saw like all the the, the the huge packs of immigrants laying on the floor with no beds on concrete floors, like with with little freaking foam cobijas. There I saw like how we get treated, and this is like before Trump. This is like this. We were still. This is like so Obama era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is still. This was you know this is way before Trump. You know people wanna say that this was this was going on before. There was people in there that were locked up 10 years plus what? 5 years plus not because of any crime that they committed but just because they were fighting their immigration case and they were keeping them imprisoned fighting this case. There was this dude that we used to call Colombia and and he was there for 11 years. Wow man. 11 years. No crime against him. He was just fighting an immigration case. I witnessed so many things in that place, and um, in there, I was so far from home. Arizona is different. So the first tanks that I went to, you know, I still I still was who I am. I started looking for my people, but I didn't find anybody because prison politics is different. You know, in different states. Nevada, California, like we're close but Arizona I don't know, they got their own cars they got their own gangs, they got their own things Mm -hmm. so um, I I was I was there long story short, I was at one one unit fighting my case and I got snitched on because eventually there was like two homies that came and I started clicking up with them and we started like trying to run that that tank. We started controlling all the as We started controlling, like, the, the TVs. And I, I got snitched on. They kicked me out. And, and the one that I... The, the unit that I was in was, like, a low security one. But the one that they sent me to was, like, all high max immigration detention. So it, it's not prison. It's immigration detention. But this is where they send the convicted murderers that did 30 years in prison. But then they also happen to be illegal So they have to send them here To send them back to Guatemala Or they gotta send them there To send them back to Russia You gotta, you know, whatever So after them them doing their terms In state, they had to stay in these So they they sent sent me to Like a level 3 You know, and I was like Holy crap, because Not only is that You know, more dangerous people Quote unquote, but the conditions are different or horrible because they're, they were housed in a county jail. And one thing about county jail is county jail sucks. People want to go to prison because of the food, because of the treatment, because of the time. County jail sucks. You're locked up most of the time. The food sucks. So mm. I was locked up in a, in a federal prison being immigration. But then they sent me to this max, which was in a county jail. And this whole time, I'm fighting an immigration case. So the first time I go in front of a judge, an immigration judge, he looks at my case, he opens it up. Gonzalez, Jonathan, step up. Okay, like, he's looking through my paperwork. He's like, oh, you're a gang member, huh? And, uh, and I was just like, I was like, I don't know, it says it right there, you know? <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Like, you know, he got my in- record. Right there. He asked who I am. Why am I locked up? Why did this all happen? And he's like, okay. So the, the the prosecutor is like, Judge, this guy is, is, is a part of this dead, you know, Mexican mafia, blah, 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 like this and that. Like, he made it seem like I was like this, like organized, like this. Crime boss. Yeah, like crime boss The boss of bosses. So the dude, he's like, yeah, deported. Like, I'm not going to, like, he's, he saw my paperwork she started speaking, and he's like, you're a gay member? Bye. And I was like, it went. It was so fast. It was like two seconds. Like," And I was like, that's it? And he's like, that's it. And I was like, so what now? And he's like, nothing. You're probably going to spend the night here, and then they're going to take you on a bus, and they're going to drop you off in Calif- in in, uh, in Mexico. And I was like, I can't do nothing about it? He's like he's like no he's like he said like, well you can you could appeal you could appeal my decision but with your record with who you are they're not gonna you're just gonna be wasting your time you're gonna be here with who you are you're gonna be locked up here it could take one year it could take three years it could take five years it could take ten years fighting this case if you want to choose that right or you could just sign right here and sign your deportation and then be free tomorrow in Mexico so I had a kid I had a family I've been here since I was three I'm not freaking leaving I'm not leaving it like my my life flashed before my eyes and everything ended in one second and I was like I'm appealing and he's like are you sure you want to do that because they're going to agree with me it's hard for them to not agree with me and I'm like let's do it and I appealed. And uh, that appeal process took a total of a year. So I was in immigration holding in a federal prison, now in a county jail, federal holding for a whole year. I didn't see my my son be born. I didn't get to be with my wife being pregnant or my baby mama back then. This, And on top of that, once I get to the the more serious units there's politics there now so i I went to (laughs) with all the homies and you know they broke it down to me this isn't a prison yard we're not organized but we still run it the way we do because all these dudes come from prison all these dudes Mm. have that prison mentality so they already run the stuff like prison so he's like so we're gonna have to check your paperwork you know you know the rules anyways fast forward I'm fighting my immigration case. I'm, I'm with the homies, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm loving it because, because I'm with older homies. I'm learning all this stuff. It's like kind of living my dream of being in prison, but it's, it's not, you know? But I'm still doing the program. It was all cool until something happened. And the thing that happened was that my celly left and my bunk was open. And one day before we went in, a new dude came in. He was a black dude. And the lady, this is a black lady, she said, said to him, Oh, go to unit, I don't know, let's say 35. Unit 35. You know, so he had his bucket, so he started walking toward him. and and like right when we all heard that, we're locking down already. Right when we heard that, we stopped and like the bigger homies like went up to the CO and say, Hey man, like, you can't do that, you can't put him in there. You can't mix a black person with 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 a Sureño. You you can't do that. No. Because if that if that happens, one of us is coming out of there like we I have to do something. We can't we can't bunk up with them. Like I have to act. And they know that. The C like the COs know that. So the homies went up to them is like, yo, like what what's up? Like you can't do that. And she's like, I'm not playing with your prison politics. You're going in there, blah, blah, blah. I'm not freaking intimidated. This is my jail. I do what I want, blah, 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 you know? So this <laughs> this black dude starts coming to my cell. And I'm, out, I'm on the door, you know? I'm not a big dude, but I'm like, you know, this dude's probably bigger than me, but I already knew if he came in here, I had to act. So, because the homies were t- looking at me, you know? So I'm like holding the door like holding the door, and I told the lady, I'm like, you know what? I was like, you put him in here. I was like, you put him in here? Like you're gonna regret hit putting him in here because only one of us is freaking walking out of here like a hundred. And like that mm-hmm. could have been me, you know, I could have got my bubble, like whatever, but somebody is. And the dude was so scared that he told the lady, he turned around like right like right in my face. When he was there, I was there, and she was there, and he told lady, like, you know what? I don't want to be here. Like, no, roll me up. I don't care. She's like, no. She's like, don't let them intimidate you. You better walk into that cell. I'm ordering you. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm not going in there. Send me to the hole. Send me to wherever you want, but I'm not walking in that cell. So she freaking furious. Fine, roll up. Get your stuff, and you're leaving this unit completely, you know? And like... I'm like laughing, whatever, you know, like I'm happy, you know, I don't have to fight or whatever, and I'm laughing, the homies, you know, like are like happy about it, and I'm laying in my bunk, and and she comes, she, she opens up the door, she's like, don't think I'm freaking playing like this stupid stuff that you're playing, she's like, yeah, he might have not came in here, but he's like, you were rolling out too, get your stuff, and you're leaving here, I'm going to send you to the hole, and I'm like, What? He's like, yep, you're going through the hole. So, again, I'm freaking in the hole again. Second time. In the hole. And it sucks. This time, I didn't have no magical moment like I did in the first time. It just sucked. It sucked. No Bible. Yeah, no Bible, no nothing. It sucked. But then, it was time for me to get out. I got out of the hole. I'm happy. I'm going, like, I'm happy... I'm going, you know. There's, there's this hallway, and then in the there's the hallway, and then there's three different units, and the unit that I was in was on the left side, and then there's two other units in front of me, and I'm gonna turn left, you know, because I'm gonna go back to my to my unit, and she's like, no, 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 you're not going back in there, she's like, I'm gonna put you in this unit, she's like, you think I'm gonna put you back in there with your friends, she's like, no, I'm gonna put you over here. So she puts me in another unit and I walked into that unit I walked into my cell with my cellmate my cellmate asked me who I was you know what are you blah blah, blah. I told him who I was and he's like and I was like because the first thing I was like dang where's she putting me because I've already had the experience of them putting me in rivals you know and I was like who who's who's here like who's here like quien quien like and she's like he told me like Oh, no, there's homies here. He's like, there's a little bit, but there's homies here. You, you'll, you'll fit in fine. She's like, but he's like, but this isn't that kind of unit. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, there's politics and everything, but this, this is the Christian unit. Aww. And I was like, what do you mean the Christian unit? He's like, yep, this is the Christian unit. He's like, most mm-hmm. of the people here don't play that politics stuff. You'll see the only people who separate is the homies and like another group. But other than that, this is a Christian unit. So everybody's talking to each other. The the races are mixing. Everybody's eating, you know.
0: So he's like, this is the Christian
1: unit. And by the providence of God, I wasn't asking for it. But they sent me to the Christian unit. And being in there, yeah, I was politicking with the homies. But, bro, people love Jesus in there, man. Like, they had worship services there. And, like, the uh, my uh, the other homies on the other on the other unit, like, they requested me to come back. They would send me a transfer. They ch- ch- showed me how to fill out paperwork and complain against this lady, blah, blah, blah. And I did. But then, laying at night, like, because, you know, I, w- I was already there for, like, two weeks or whatever. And-, and they're, like, over here, like, you know, looking at me through the window. And, like, they're, like, come on, like, come back home, whatever, you know and back there is like prison politics and like all the home there's a lot of us over there and over here it's a small amount and i was laying in my bunk and my cellie came up and said she's like he's like you are really going to move there because i told him my story i told him how i grew up in church how my mom has been praying for me you know like everything mm-hmm. and he told he told me he's like bro you 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 want to transfer over there he's like this is where you belong he's mm-hmm. like you belong here He's like you're going to go here. He's like you got two choices, Jonathan. He said like, you got two choices. You want to go back to your old life or do you want to embrace the life that you were called for? He's like because if you take that transfer and go back, he's like who knows like if if, if God's going to like have your back pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he was like he was saying like something like that. He was like kind of like, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to depart from you like kind of thing. And like kind of sc- yeah. scaring me right. like that. He's like you don't see it, Jonathan? Like they this isn't a coincidence that they brought you here in this unit. This is your home. Like, you know, this is all you've been praying for. Like this is even though you don't want to serve God, God is serving God is is dragging you and putting you in places here. He's like, so you take your choice. And you know, he he has no authority over me. The way the way politics work, all that, he has no I don't have to listen to this guy. I could try, you know, whatever, but this dude put so much Fear in my heart. I couldn't sleep because the next day I was supposed to roll up and go to the other unit, and I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about it. I was thinking about God. I was thinking about like, damn, like, like, you know, is this like God? This is you. Like you're putting me. You put me here. I didn't choose it. You put me here. And and next day the freak the you know the the, the black lady comes in. The CEO. She comes in and she's like, Gonzalez, roll up. And I'm in my cell, like the homies are looking at me. And then I see like the other homies on because the, the gate's open. So I see the other homies and they're like waiting. They're like looking out through the through the window. And they're waiting for me to get there. And and then and I look at her and I'm like, I don't remember her name, but I I'd, I'd said her name and I was like, Yeah. I'm not leaving. And what? she's like you're not le-. she's like you're not leaving. She's like after you freaking fill out all this thing and you made me blah 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 like this and that. She's like you're not freaking leaving. And she smiled. And she's like I knew you weren't going to leave and she closed the door. Mm-hmm. And you know like I seen like you know like the she went to go tell like like the other homies in the other place like that he wasn't coming and and uh, I ended up staying there for the rest of the time that I was there and and a lot of things happened in that time like we we had tension in that in that unit so so we started running that like prison thing again and we had we started ex- we have to exercise every day if if you're if you're you know like a part of them like you have to exercise not because the prison makes you but because your your own people make you so you're exercising so we have this program right we have this tension between this thing but you know what even in there I told God like I'm not going to serve you in here I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm going to be who I am. And and God was still gracious to me and and it, he gave me the leeway of still doing that but also going to Bible study, also going to worship, also you know, mm-hmm. being openly like with the Bible and the homies didn't question me because because everybody was like most of the people in there were Christians, so you know, like if I was in another unit, Christians and you know this these, the group of people that I was running with like they they don't mix they you can't really? do you know you they see that as like an infection like a cancer like like you know like that's a no-no but because of I was in this unit I was able to praise Jesus um, on Sundays and then go back to my gangster ways and the rest of the days and by the grace of God a lot of things happened my second court day hearing he didn't yeah he was right. I, the, the appeal the, didn't go the appeal, through. The, the, the appeal, he 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 denied it. So uh, I appealed again because I, I was like, okay, I could appeal even higher, then I'm gonna appeal again. I did, I appealed, and while I was waiting for that appeal, my mom got me a lawyer, and uh, my my baby was born already at this time. I you know I didn't know where I was gonna be in Mexico or or whatever, but but uh, but by the grace of God my my son was born and because of my son was born then my my lawyer said, "Yo, you got a chance to get out." Not on the appeal. He's like cuz you're not going to win that. Cuz he t- he told me that. He's like, "You're not going to win your appeal." He's like, "But you know how you can get out?" He's like, I was like, "What?" He's like, "Well, if your situation if like there's some rules or whatever, if your situation changes from the time that you were locked up, it's like something happens into your life like you can you can do something. And we could, we could apply for a, a, a bond hearing, a bell hearing, a second one. And the only reason they do that is because something changed in your life. And something did change because you have your son. So hopeful with that, he filed for it. And I didn't think I was going to get it. Everybody told me I wasn't going to get it. Every freaking body in there. like, Bro, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get bond. The first time they denied my bond, they said I'm a flight risk and I'm a danger to society so there's no way they're gonna freaking let you go but the day came and everybody said I wasn't gonna get the bond and by the grace of God I got the bond wow they freaking mm-hmm. let me out mm-hmm. no 10% they had my parents had to pay they said the judge said you know what I agree with the judge I agree with whatever you know I agree that you know you're, a, you're whatever your paperwork says you are and he's like but you know what I, I believe that once you see your son everything's gonna change He's like, that's such a thing and you're, you're only 18 years old. At this time I was 19, so I, I I turned 19 there. I was 19. He's like, you're 19 years old. you don't you, you're still a baby you haven't lived life you, you have a son, you should see your son that will change your life. He's like, but tell I'll tell you this if you ever come back here, I'm not even gonna think about it twice. I'm gonna deport you." And they let me out.
4: Wow, they that's amazing.
1: They let me out and I surprised my my baby mama. One day, I saw my son for the first time. He was already three months old.
0: Wow. So I left
1: when she was like three months pregnant, and I came back when he was like three months born. Three months old. Yeah. Wow. Something like that. Something like that. And, uh, you know, you would think that all that that I went through changed me. God saved me. God fulfilled the promise that He gave to me in there. And uh, But it didn't. In the mm. beginning, I started going to church, and I was like, okay... I told you I was going to serve you in there, but you got me out, so I'm going to serve you now. And I did. I tried. I tried going back, but little by little. I took off my bout to truth, and then my pants went sagging. Then I traded in my sword for my bottle when I bag.
4: All I had to guard my heart was some faith in your righteousness. Then I stopped walking in peace and gave up, fighting this, hiding this for my family, right? It wouldn't be easy. So I stay on the streets where the devil was pleasing. He feeds me with some out, some crackers, some liquor. Then I turned into a smoker and get hooked that much quicker. This curse is getting sicker.
1: I try to be with my, my wife. But she didn't want to be with me. I had resentment towards her because of some stupid thing. Because of some stupid thing. Because um, I told her, you know, you better move to Mexico with me. And, uh, you know, if I get deported. And she said she was going to do it. And then, you know, when it, it was probably going to happen, she kind of just stepped back a little bit and, you know, wasn't sure. And to me, like, she betrayed me. So when I came out, I had resentment, like, in there. Mm-hmm. and i went back to my old old ways i started drinking again and and, and um uh, being just it just took over again and uh, this 20 19 20 so years old is, yeah i'm 19 i get out i'm 19 years old i got in there when i was 18 came out here at 19 mm-hmm. um so at this point i'm freaking lost now mm-hmm. i am at an identity crisis Mm. In full effect I don't know who the hell I am I'm not Mm. a gang member Because I didn't want to do that no more Like Not because I wasn't down But because I saw through it And because my homies left me bro Like My homies left me So So I knew like I was like screw you guys Like I did so much for you I got in place And I repped the hood Like the whole way through You know like I was trying to you know Put my hood up there And, And I just felt heartbroken My wife, you know, babe mama, heartbroken. So I didn't know who I was. I was major identity crisis. I I used to like walk out the streets and just drink by myself and just sit on the curb and just freaking, I don't know, like, I don't know. I was just lost. I felt lost. I didn't know who I was. So i started hanging out with with people from my old high school and i started doing part partying and i and i became like a little pretty boy because i was a gangster so i used
0: to pastel
1: yeah like skinny so skinny jeans were like the thing back now Mm -hmm. so they started being the thing but then i was like nah hell no you know like i'm a cholo but then i got out and so i started rocking skinny jeans i for the first time i i bought some skinny jeans i got some uh, jordans I pulled up to my baby mom's house, my wife, and I knocked on the door and she's like, who the hell are you? She's like, I don't know you. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, who are you trying to be? You know, like she, she was like, "Not," nah. you know, who the hell are you now? She did not receive that well. And I thought she was like, I was like, oh, I look good, I look whatever, you know? And because at this point, like the, the, the gangster stuff started like tr- trending out. Like even gang members started di- dressing different. And then, like, I felt like all the women were flocking to, like, the pretty boys. So I thought my babe mama would receive me in that way. And she didn't, bro. She didn't like it. She saw right through you, huh? Yeah, she saw right through me. So So I did that for a while. And, you know, I always rapped. So I joined their little rap crew. And I was lost, bro. I just did the same thing I was doing. Cocaine, alcohol, and women was my thing. I had a kid at this time, my baby mama lived somewhere else, and I had my apartment, I had like, everything going on for me, I had a good job, I, I worked for the uni- a university, I, I was making $12 an hour at that point, which was a lot of money for a single guy, and my rent was 400 I used to have a little studio, and I used to party every freaking day, every day, party, 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 I had everything that I wanted, I had like, alcohol, friends, women, everything. Anytime I wanted drugs, everything was there. So I lived that life, you know, lost in that. Just work, drink, party, you know, whatever. And um, like I said, there's sometimes where where things were going gri- great, I was high, you know. I, and there was this one time I was, I was drunk, and I had just like done a whole bunch of cocaine. I was laying in my bed. And I don't, I don't know if I want to show that much detail, but I was in a place I was in a good place, in in the bed, and uh, you know I felt king of the world, but right here. Like this is my house. Everybody respects me. Like, you know, I got like, just, life is great, but I can't sleep. I can't mm. sleep, and I'm like, what the hell? And I, like, I started thinking about my baby mama, you know, and it wouldn't let me go, and uh, I was hella like high. And drunk. And I remember again for a split second. Boom. Everything cleared up. And it was again like Jonathan like what are you doing? Like this isn't you. Like I, I haven't called you. I didn't save you from freaking deportation. I didn't save you from yourself like for this. And, uh, and I was like. And at this time like it was more than two seconds. Because I, I literally like woke up. And I looked at the, you know, I looked at the bed. I looked at uh, there and I was like, I felt king of the world at this point. I was fit. I was, you know, like, I'm a little chubby now. But, like, at that point, like, I was like, you know, I was at my prime right there. And I just got out of, like, you know, doing time. I was cut. I was lean, whatever. And I'm like, yo, like, I have everything. But I don't know. It's it's like God won't leave me alone. And and, uh, little by little. I started going back to church again. And and, and that door was a revolving door. It never, never was, never stuck. I would go in and I would leave. I would literally go in, do the Lord's Prayer, come out, go with a female, and do the same all over again. What about the coke?
4: Sniff a couple
1: of lines, Mac on a couple of dimes, or just go back to my nine. Staring at the ceiling, hoping Jesus could forgive me. I'm filthy and I'm dirty in my heart. I feel so wicked, but I just don't deserve this. Lord Jesus, take the pain away. All the sin in my life made me just stray away, but please don't stay away. I've been a sinner since birth. I always try to do right, but always ended up doing wrong. Pensando en vida. Por eso yo me aguito, no me juzgues. Tu no sabes. Yo crecí
0: es, que en mi when was the moment where, 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 where God, like, got you by the neck and you finally submitted and said, this is it for me?
1: I got back with my, my wife, my babe mama. I, whatever, it was just one day. It was like one day to the other. One day I hated her, the next day, like a, for a whole year, like two years I hated her because something else happened. Because we tried. So we tried to get back together and then something happened. And uh, I was like, screw you, whatever. I left her for mm-hmm. two years. But then after those two years, I came back. And it was like one day to another. It was like December, and then I moved in with her. So this sucked. Life sucked back then. Like, even though I was, I thought that my wife, my baby mom was what I needed, and what was going to, like, fill me and make me whole, but it wasn't. It was horrible. At that point, life sucked. But, and but and I had my kid, you know, it's like, messed up to say now when I think about it. But it was just, like, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, anyway, we got caught up into this, like, um, multi-level marketing thing. And uh, so I started going to these meetings. So then I started getting that in my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to be a freaking businessman. Like, you know, whatever. Like, I'm going to blow up and make money. So we went to this retreat in Oregon. And I wasn't going to church anymore. I was like, (laughs) screw this. I'm going to live with my wife, like, my girlfriend. You know, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to change. Like, I was still doing what I was doing. And so multimedia marketing thing, I went. (laughs) Somehow it became like a religious service, like mixing like financial prosperity with like God and religion. Like it was weird. Mm -hmm. And sitting in those pews, I was like, what the hell is this? In that moment, I knew that what they were saying was wrong. Just like I knew, like, speaking in tongues and falling on the floor, like, uncontrollably, like, was just, it didn't f- sit right with me. The, you know, like, the extra, you know. Mm-hmm. That prosperity gospel didn't sit with me. Because that's not what I learned growing up. That's not what, it, it just didn't sound right. Jesus didn't come to, like, bring you gospel, like prosperity like that. Even though I wanted that, I just knew it wasn't right. And I, and I saw, because they did, like, an altar call. And, like, I saw, like, hundreds of people, like, accept Jesus and do the sinner's prayer. And I knew that was fake. And I was like, God, like, I know that's fake. Like, if, if, some, if something's real, then uh, praise God, like, do something about it. But it's fake. And I don't know. That hit something in me. On the drive back, I started thinking about God. I started thinking about God. I was like, "Okay, so if that's not it, then what is it?" Then then what is God? Like, God, you've been doing this to me. You've been drawing me to yourself. Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> like I you know, I, I think I know you, but then in that drive back, bro, it was like it was it was just that something like, yeah, like grabbed, a hold of me. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't because my life was messed up because I was living with my so it was it sucked in the beginning but then like things started getting better with like like my wife we weren't married yet at this point but things were okay I had my own house like I took care of my kids I had a good job you know like I was making good money like things my life wasn't miserable but it was just that moment that God just got me and yeah. and then I and then I was like bro I'm, I'm over here freaking investing my time reading all these like books and hearing all these lectures on being financially like prosperity and like you know like financially free and like i'm listening i'm like i should go listen to the freaking bible or something i should read the bible i was Mm -hmm. like i was like you know what i'm over here seeing like studying the history of like i don't know like some that pyramid scheme or whatever i'm over here studying i should study like how where the hell does jehovah's witnesses come from so that's what started like because of this multi-level marketing I was already reading mm-hmm. I read this book like in, in, when I was locked up it was called like, the, Art, the Art of Seduction The Art of War and uh, all these like strategy books and, and I like played by those things like I think that's what like, made me a little bit like sharper like when it came to like jobs like women like my, my life like prosperity like because of those books and it's just you know, I started using those books like, oh, okay, this is what you do. Anyways, I started reading, so that's when that it this hunger for who is Jesus, who is God, and the first like thing that I thought about was there's this old gospel, this old Christian hip hop song um, by this dude named Seven, and he has. He has Paul Washer at the end of his clip, and I don't know why, but ever since I heard that song, that song was always in my mind, and it would always come to me, and his words would always like do something for me. I never heard nobody speak like the dude, so I was like, "What is that song?" So I googled it, you know, I googled that song, and and I saw it was by this dude named Paul Washer, and I had, or I was like, "Oh, that's the dude that I listened to his 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 uh, like his youth." thing because when i got out and i was like pursuing god like right like in the beginning i googled youth sermon and paul washer's youth sermon popped up and i couldn't listen to the whole thing but i finished it but i but it stayed stuck in my head and then when i connected that that dude was the dude in the the christian hip-hop album song and i was like okay so i i searched paul washer and that's when I don't know bro That's when everything start, Like changed Yeah Like
0: I don't know why you're laughing I don't know why you're clapping I'm Talking about you
1: Yeah So I started <laughs> So he started Talking about like Fake Christianity Regeneration Like Sinner's prayer And And I th- You know Like I just saw Hundreds of people Go and take the Sinner's prayer For the prosperity gospel So And this dude's Talking against it and I'm like Yeah see I knew it was wrong like I knew, Ooh. like I knew there was something there. Like I'm not, you know, like I'm not dumb. So I started, little by little, distancing myself from people. And then um, one day, uh, I used to listen to Paul Washer sermon all day at work. And uh, no, well, just different, different. Oh, Paul Washer. Okay. Yeah, different sermons, different mm-hmm. lectures, different preachings. And uh, I was like, damn, I've been listening to this dude like a lot. Like I'm gonna listen. I gotta listen to somebody else, so I downloaded this Christian app. I don't even know what it's called. It was like this Christian podcast app. I I clicked on it and it had like hundreds of like preachers and teachers and podcasts. And I scrolled through the whole thing and I'm like, I don't know any of these names. I don't know any of these names. You know, I don't know these. And then like Christian audio, huh? Christian audio? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. But it, but it had it had audio some audio lectures, audio sermons, radio stuff, and I and I and I and I saw this name, and it was like R.C. Sproul, and I was like, I've heard that or I've seen that somewhere, so I was like, I'm gonna click on it, so I clicked on it, and this and this was in October, and he was going through the Reformation series. of of the Reformation, Sola Fide, like the five Solas. Mm -hmm. And so I started listening to him and I was just mind blown, you know, like I was learning and it was like, this was exactly what I was hearing from Paul Washer, almost. Mm -hmm. But then he gave it a name. I didn't know what I was listening to had a name. And the name was Reformed. Mm -hmm. And I found out about that name because at the end of the, the series, he said, This is the Reformed faith. This is what the Reformed faith has historically taught. And I was like, Reformed faith? So this is what this is. I like everybody's looking at me like a weirdo. Like I'm thinking things like I'm listening to like Paul Washer. I was John MacArthur, also John Piper. And I'm like trying to figure out what this is. I don't know what I believe. And I wasn't even going to church. I was just listening to sermons online. I, you know, I, I still ha- wasn't at that level going back to church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, reformed. So I I googled reformed church in Reno. And there was one. And I was like...
3: I found a
1: few reformed churches near Reno. The first one is... <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's only to give me the one church. Yo! <laughs> so... There was a church called Mount Rose Reformed Orthodox Presbyterian Church. And I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> Orthodox Presbyterian Church. I was like, yes, it has Reform, but I don't know about the Orthodox Presbyterian Church. That was weird to me. I was like, what the heck is a Presbyterian? I was like, that sounds cultish to me. So I didn't go. I didn't go to that church. So I found a church an hour away. It was a Reformed Baptist church. Confessional Reformed Baptist Church, and I started going there, and uh, you know I was exposed to expository preaching, and uh, my wife couldn't do it. M- my wife, she she didn't understand anything. Like at this point, at first when I when I said, babe, RC Spo convicted me that I needed to go to church. So I was like, babe, we going back to church, and she's like, we ain't going back to church. And I was like, why? She's like, screw that. If we go to church, she's first of all she said like this is a phase. You're stupid. Like you're just gonna freaking get all religious on me and then Mm -hmm. ride this religious wave and then freaking next thing you know you're a freaking gang member and again like Mm. because that's that's been my life right so she's like it's a front you're stupid i'm not going with you you know i don't know what she said exactly i don't know if she said those words but pretty much that like she was saying like she's not down with it i'm a hypocrite i'm not go we're not gonna go to be hypocrites So I dragged her to this Reformed Baptist church and uh, she she didn't, she didn't get it. It was, it was like, you know, going over her head. So for me, it was like, I was like in a candy dude, like a boy in a candy store. Like this dude was like in the Greek, it says like, blah, 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 like the reform, blah, 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 the confessions, like the London Baptist confession. So I, you know, I became a confessional, like uh reformed baptist i was like 1689 blah blah <laughs> yeah like we are the true reformed church like i don't how i remember thinking like how do these people like baptize babies like that's like so roman catholic like we're the true like reformed baptists are the true reformed church i remember thinking and then people would say <laughs> that i'm not reformed and I, I wouldn't get it like it didn't i was like how am i not reformed how am I not more Reformed if I think I'm more Reformed than you because you still baptize babies and I don't? I, I, that's how I used to think, you know? That's uh, how I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, like, I used to think that way. I used to think that way. And used to. <laughs> but uh, so, providentially, again, one day I was reading a Reformed book and I was sitting at a coffee shop my wife didn't want to go to that church anymore, and I'm like, "This is the only solid church, ever, like here in Reno, in my area. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm sitting at a coffee shop. I'm drinking coffee. I'm reading a Reform book.
0: Because you're reformed now, so you have to be at a coffee shop. Yeah, drinking coffee. yeah,
1: because I'm Reform now, exactly. <laughs> and, and, I, and I and I and I did dress different. I, I, I dressed like a white boy, and I and I uh, grew my hair out and slicked it in a in a way comb over, and yep. Really? Yes. Oh crazy. my gosh, I, the whole nine yards. Yes, like I was I got into craft beer, like, like what the whole Secret. Yes. Caro, this this is legit things that that, that that
0: that Latinos will do. This is this is a thing. It's the thing. You will definitely comb your you will get a side part.
1: Yeah, side part. Yep, yeah? Yeah. Or a
0: beard. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I could a beard, but but if you if you would you could if you could you would yeah right mm-hmm. you craft beer the craftier and less popular the better and you will go to ca- to, to to little coffee shops and breweries
3: and breweries
0: yeah.
1: and breweries yeah it's true it's so, a thing
3: you have to play the whole
1: the whole part I left the, like let go of my culture because it was pagan I was like not ashamed yeah. to be Mexican but I was like I'm a Christian I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian like I'm reformed like I'm just Mexican second like like a prep yeah like I forgot about the hood I forgot where I came from Mm. deep in my knowledge like I'm at a coffee shop reading a reform book I turn around and there's this dude on this computer and there's a sticker on his computer and the sticker is a John Calvin sticker (laughs) And I'm like, "No way, like <laughs> there's nobody knows who John Calvin is. if they if, if you like s- s- put that picture up to a lot of people and say, "Who is this?" nobody will answer that.
0: Christopher Columbus.
1: Only if you know you know. So there's this dude with a John Calvin sticker, and I'm like, "I gotta talk to this dude." I get up and I'm like, "Yo, bro, you like John Calvin?" <laughs> And he looks at me like, duh, yeah. He's like, I was like, are you reformed? And he's like, yeah, I'm reformed. Are you? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're a Christian. I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. He's like, dude. And he hugs me, bro. Whoa. This dude hugs me. He's like, dude, what's up? And at this point, so I'm telling you, I'm going to a church that's an hour, like an hour and like 15 minutes from my from my house. So it's hella far. It's far. This is all the people that I don't know, whatever. I'm the only reformed dude ever in the city i felt like the only reformed dude in the city and then i meet (laughs) this guy he hugged me he said what church do you go to i told him i go to grace community church over there in minden and he's like bro why you go to church so far and i was like well because there's no reformed churches here he's like yeah there is there's like there's a small presbyterian church here and i was like oh okay that's the presbyterian church you know like that I didn't go to because <laughs> I thought Orthodox Presbyterian Church was weird or whatever. Was pagan. Yeah, or it's it cultish or something. And he's like, cool. Why why are you going so far? He's like, Bro, you gotta come to this church. Like it's it's closer. And I did, bro. And by the grace of God, like uh that's where we've been. Uh my wife. Whoa. So I guess that's the end of the Whoa. story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the end of the story because like I guess like Gato and and uh, sway like you know it's still a struggle there's this old there's this old seven song that says uh, it says i it says I still feel a slight thrill from the night's chill I still feel a slight thrill from the night's chill so he's talking about like being a Christian, but he still feels a slight thrill from the night's chill like he still feels yeah. like a little draw. Mm-hmm. So I, I still struggle with that. I yeah. still struggle with, with that. I still struggle yeah. with 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 different things in my life. So I, I it's not like I made it. And now I'm like, yes, my life has changed. Everything has changed. It's completely different. Like, you know, Christ has transformed me. Like, mm-hmm. I look back at, even when I first started going to the Reformed Baptist Church, like, even when I started, like, everything, like, God has transformed me and taken me into this other level, like, I can't explain but but I am still a sinner and I'm still in need of a savior Um, and I still haven't made it to where Mm -hmm. I am but 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 God has promised me that he will take me there and -hmm. that's my hope so
0: Amen
3: so all these like moments of you said something in the beginning about how like you feel like you didn't have this like drastic moment of salvation but you just felt like God was like constantly like yeah would you say preserving you
1: yeah preserving me drawing you know like drawing you Um, guarding yeah guarding me guarding
3: you protecting you yeah yes.
1: like he was always there you know since i was a kid like my mom like that's why i don't i don't know if i was saved i don't know when i was saved because that was so real to me and Mm -hmm. like the holy spirit literally convicted me but i I suppressed it as much as I could. Mm-hmm. But I had that even when I was I was a kid. Like even when I started messing up, like as a teenager, like being a freaking rebel who I was, I had this thing inside, but I suppressed it, suppressed it, suppressed mm-hmm. it. And it got to the point where I did a pretty good job suppressing it, what I didn't think about it anymore. But then mm-hmm. it came back up. So it was always that re- revolving door and even as a Christian I never felt like a solid Christian because like I said, like Again, the identity thing, like I always felt like an outlier, and and pues, con when I because I was doing you know stuff I was supposed to do at the church, I wasn't acting like a Christian either. I was I was outlining myself, you know. People didn't like me, of course. I would have thrown my I would have thrown myself out too, and people did. But you know, through all that, uh, God has been faithful. So mm-hmm. there's times in my life when I've been on fire for God, and it's been great. And people was like, "This guy's gonna do something," and then. Next thing you know, it's like, I'm lost again. I stopped going to the last church. I saw him like, God, I'm not going to change. Like, I'm I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of leaving these church doors and being the same person. And and, and like, I know you're real. And I know like you have a calling on my life. But if you don't change me, I can't change myself. Mm -hmm. And a a, a youth, the youth leader told me, because I went up to him one day and I said, I was like, bro, you guys talk about I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. My life was a complete mess. And, I, and, I, and, I, and then I, you know, and then Christ came and, you know, he changed my life. And I was like, bro, I'm not sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was like, I'm not I'm not depressed. I love my life. I was like, I love it. Everything, everything. I love everything. And I want this life. So I was like, so to be a Christian, do I have to be? I told him this specifically. To be a Christian, I have to get sick and tired of being. I have to get to that point to be a Christian. And he like paused, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, you got to get to that point." And I'm like, "Then I'm not gonna be a Christian." And then that's when I said, "You know, God, like, if you don't change me, I can't change myself.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. because you have to do it. Because I'm not gonna do it." Right. And, and yeah, later, you were dead. Years later, he he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah,
3: so I'm thinking about Ephesians 2 from the beginning where it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler who exercises authority over the lower heavens, the spirit now working in the disobedient. Paul continues to say, We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. That was like your whole story.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: And then it says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with the Messiah, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace Together with Christ Jesus, he also raised us up and seated us in the heavens so that in the coming ages, he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. That's like the verse that came up like towards the end of your story because that's like it's how the only thing that you contributed in this was like your depravity and he was the one that was faithful not 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 having to not having to because you he could have easily like just been like okay like left it up
1: to you yeah what what that guy told me my celly when 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 i was locked up when i had to make that choice remember he said uh, you don't choose this right like he's gonna leave you and I, i i i took the wrong choice i even though i at that moment I picked the right choice, but eventually I took the wrong choice. Yeah. And the and, and the good thing about it and the good the great thing about our God is that He's faithful when we're not faithful. He's yeah. faithful. He's faithful. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: I and I just reminds me that, that 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 that's what he's doing through like Yeah. His fingerprints in our lives. <laughs> yeah.
1: So for any 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 mom, any person that is or anybody that's struggling with like a, a loved one that that's just not getting it, that that is you just feel is lost. And even even if for a time they were like in the church serving like I once mm-hmm. was and left and has been gone for years like I was, there's still hope. You see? Yep. That's why I don't give up on people like that. Um, people give yeah. up. People. Mm-hmm. But I, I came back not because of me, but because of God. So it's God amazing. is faithful. Keep praying for them. If you have a kid that's gone off the rails, like, I'm here because of my mother's prayers. I'm here because of God's faithfulness, but my mom has always been faithful, like, like uh, praying for me. You know, like, being a covenant child actually did something to me. Actually, actually did something. All the things that I know now, that Jonathan, John the Presby that you know now, that person that was created... Even from childhood, that the the Sunday school programs that I was doing, like me sitting under the sermons, like all that, literally did something to me. That's why it's called the means of grace. So little by little, God fed me and made me who I am. So, so don't give up on your children, and and you know.
3: Yes, thank you, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, brother, thank you so
3: much. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of For Christy Cultura. Remember to listen to the other two stories by Sway and myself, Caro, so you can just see how God's faithfulness through His fingerprints in our lives. And listen, continue to follow us on Instagram. Share our podcast with your friends if you like what you heard. Rate us on Apple Podcasts as well. And we have a voicemail, and the number is 775-391-0704.
0: Also, follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. And look out for that Patreon as well coming soon
1: yep so exciting things coming thank you guys for listening for crazy cultura peace Peace. Peace. what am i really supposed to be living
0: for how do you know where did you hear that who told you did you read that on the back of a greeting card somewhere you see none of that means anything unless it's really true is that a true toes down so whatever it takes there's just one true God and it's Jesus Let Christ no
4: will that's done not mine most people never wake up this glory
0: is light that they see is not there me. is none righteous no not one give me the word scripture never declares Lord. there are none good
4: no not one i need the gospel yeah regenerated at heart was blind as an adolescent so i played in the dark he's the flint so i'm able to spark the ember for the all-consuming fire penetrating the heart nigga I lived a worthless life On the turf with the worst of the thirsty type Dirty sight Blurred by the serpent's bite Till it hit me with a burst of light I'm ten toes down So whatever it takes For me to make it through those heavenly gates Let it be your will That's done, not mine because I'm here to suffer, not shine This glorious light that they see is not me If they live in life without you, they not free Give me the wires that never return void So much pain, but I'm ready to learn joy I need you yeah. response. I was the chief of sinners, beef for dinner Indecently creep up in a freak of the week Skeet, then I'd get her for the cashola she breaks so much bread, I'd call her Passover When you saw me, I had wicked intentions Everyday gangster party, strippers and henchmen Any nigga tripping, we lynching We flipping the instant Some of it was too sickening to mention that's how I know your touch is irresistible Cause I ain't want your covenant or nothing that was biblical Hustling for residuals and busting for the ritual Lusting with the criminals, disgusting individuals Christ came and he woke up my life, man Gambling with my soul till he broke up that dice game Now I'm laying down everything you despise The flesh must die I'm daily committing I'm suicide I'm down so whatever it takes For me to make it through those heavenly gates Let it be your will that's done not mine because i'm here to suffer not shine this glorious light that they see is not me if they live in life without you they not free give me the words that never return void so much pain but i'm
0: ready to learn joy i need a glass ball. you get the reality of what's really going on and the reality of what's really going on is man is a fallen creature Death is not natural. From a theological point of view, you must understand death is not natural. It's supernatural. It was never intended to be a part of this world. It occurs because of sin and the judgment of God upon sin. All men die because all men sin. Every once in a while, people wake up for just a few seconds and think, What's really going on here? What is really true? I'm ten
4: toes down, so whatever it takes For me to make it through those heavenly gates Let it be your will, that's done, not mine Because I'm here to suffer, not shine This glorious light that they see is not me If they live in life without you, they not free Give me the wires that never return void So much pain, but I'm ready to learn joy I'm ten toes down, so whatever it takes For me to make it through those heavenly gates Let it be your will, that's done, not mine because i'm here to suffer not shine this glorious light that they see it's not me if they live in life without you they're not free give me the words that never return void so much
0: pain but i'm ready to learn joy i need to- christianity among the greek fathers was called hoi which means the scandal. Christianity was considered a scandal. And the scandal of Christianity is this, it is exclusive. Jesus doesn't stand up and say, I am a way, a truth, and a, a life. He uses the definite article, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He speaks exclusively of every other thing. That's why early Christians died in the Roman Empire, because they were considered atheists, because they said all the other gods were not true. There's just one true God, and it's Jesus Christ.